What song do you want to hear, Dan? Beer! 1500 ESPN's Beer Show is on the air. Presented in part by Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, and Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Now, alongside Mike Fratelloni, here's Chris Reavers. That's right. It's Thursday night. It's Beer Show Night here on 1500 ESPN. As always, you can find us online at 1500ESPN.com. Also available on Podcast One. And we are coming to you live from inside the TCL Broadcast Studios. My name is Chris Reavers. And by my side, as he is every single Thursday night, is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Reavers. How about you? I am good. Manny Hill uh, guiding this ship across the glass. So you had a very big controversial topic that you wanted to get to. You know, everybody's talking. Everyone's thinking about it. Everyone is. Don't you think? Well, it depends on what the hell you're talking about, (laughs) Michael. Well, let's figure out this. Hold on. Oops, I'm sorry. Manny, can I have you? I I set it up for you. I I said, let's figure out this. It's it's my fault. We'll get this Now on the beer show. Time to find out what's on tap. What's on tap, Mike Fratelloni? You know, um, Bud Light makes this little beer. Right? You've heard of it. They sell a few bottles. They have. They came out with, arguably, the best advertising dilly-dilly word set of words I've ever heard in my day. What do you think? I want your response of that ad campaign. When I first saw the ad, because I think it, it basically coincided with the start of the football season. Because that's so, at least that's yeah, the first yeah, time I remember seeing Where they these just started ads. running it every second. These yeah. medieval-themed ads. I don't mm-hmm. think we have to explain. I think mm-hmm. everybody that's listening knows what we're talking about. Um, I, I saw it for the first time in football, and I just kind of went... Okay, like dilly dilly. Okay, I, I get it. Sure. But then, over the so the, at first, I really didn't have a thought. Um, but then over time, I, I kept hearing and seeing it on social media and everyone. Absolutely. I thought, oh my God, this is genius. Be- and it's whatever you think about it, it doesn't matter. It's the effectiveness of the ad that counts. It's and it's everywhere. So strong. It's, and so someone had put up that Vikings uh, dilly dilly, we're going to Philly. Like yeah. they, they put that the on t-shirt. a t shirt. Yep. And someone said, oh, they're going to shut that down. I think Bud Light's going to be smart enough to say, nope. Use it every single second on everything. They were so smart. What local brewery was using Dilly Dilly on one of their? Oh, I can't remember. But they sent in North like a. Gate? They sent a town crier. They sent in a town crier to read a proclamation saying, "Hear ye, hear ye." You know, I mean, I should find brilliant, that brilliant, brilliant story. I don't know. Sometimes big beer companies know what they're doing, <laughs> right? You think this just in? <laughs> well, and I think they hit it. I have to give them a tip of my hat. Or a curtsy, whatever you do in the Middle Ages, yep. and say this dilly dilly is brilliant. And that little the commercial where the king finally says, you know, I don't think we have enough dilly dilly. Turn me into Bud Light, and the the wizard looks at him like, and he's, he says, okay, sire. And he goes, no, I was kidding, I was kidding. Don't turn me into Bud Light. Do you remember that? Am I just modest, that up? modest, modest brewing. brewing. Okay, yep. so yeah, good uh, for them. So I don't know, maybe you have that story up. Can no, you... well, I, I do. This was back in December. It's going to take because this, this computer is from the 19th century, sure. so it's going to take. If there's a, a bit. hand crank on it, which is kind of neat. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah, this is this is uh, this is this is great. Um, but but I, I agree with you. And, and again, because you know you're a guy that that works in retail, so you're always looking for what's going to get uh, my store or my sure. product noticed. That's what you care about. I wonder how many times Dilly Dilly has been hashtagged or Dilly Dilly at Dilly Dilly, whatever it is. I think they should. You know what they should do? The fine people at um, Dairy Queen mm-hmm. should sue Bud Light. And say no, ours is the Dilly Bar. You can't just take 
Dilly Dilly, or they should take two Dilly bars and blend them together and have them be called the Dilly Dilly bars. <laughs> All right, here That's we go. December 4th. This is from the Chicago Tribune. Okay. A man dressed in medieval garb, dateline uh, December 4th, 2017. A man dressed in medieval garb delivered the, an unusual cease and desist letter to, an, to a Minneapolis brewery on Friday as Modest Brewery unleashed its new beer called Dilly Dilly. Uh, double IPA, named after the popular Bud Light commercials. It was immediately scolded in medieval language via a message from the king, or rather, uh, Anheuser-Busch. It was a video that was posted on Facebook. It went everywhere. Obviously, people, I think people uh, are, are very familiar with it. But it was. I it mean, was kind of cool where the big the big brand said, all right, we're gonna have some stop fun. it, yeah. but we're going to have fun along the Absolutely. way. Absolutely. And, and it was Modest that did it? Modest that uh, came out with that, you said? Yeah, Modest Brewing. So Modest gets all this national press. Right for doing it, mm-hmm. all they have to do is stop brewing the beer. That's not that hard for them. Well, they, they don't even necessarily a... need to stop brewing it. They just need to change the name. A- absolutely. Yeah. So and Modest makes good beer, so I'm care. sure. Yeah. Whatever. I just you know I find that stuff so fascinating because sometimes we have guys in here that get so cutesy with their name, or they say, "Oh, that's our double IPA." Well, what's it called? Our double IPA. It's like, ugh, you got to find something. Because now you go into, you know, Elevated, there's 500 double IPAs, right? You better have something that works. And the the smart people at AB, you know, Budweiser said, hey, Dilly Dilly makes a lot of sense. I don't know. I want, we should find that person who came up with that and put them on the air. Yeah. Well, right? I, if but, you're listening, Anheuser-Busch. Even to the sense, sense that if you're not even, if you're not making great beer, you're not going to get shelf space at Elevated or anywhere no, because no. there's so much competition now that if you're not, if you're even if you're making mediocre beer, you ain't going to last. So you know what we don't do, Reavers, is we don't like really Anything throw in productive or th- we don't throw people under the bus on this show. No, right? But we know from our green room experience that other tap rooms are getting and other brewers are getting tired of some brewers because they're like they've been making cruddy beer. Since the existence. Sure. Oh, and now they're at 4,000 barrels because they just rode this wave of excitement in. And, you know, the industry people aren't drinking their beer there. You know, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So right. it's kind of funny because we don't want to, we're not going to call those people out. We're a fun show. We're not a breaking news. That's Everyone not our hates job. XYZ Brewery, right? right? Hopefully there's not, <laughs> there's probably already yeah, a brewery called XYZ. XYZ Brewing is now <laughs> so, going to be on sorry, our Sorry, XYZ Brewing. Uh, but, but it's, it's funny that we do hear that. I've never heard that for the first couple years. We never heard that. But coming into this fourth year, absolutely. I've started to hear guys say, I don't know how that person's going to make it. Or I don't know uh, how they're brewing the beer, how anybody's drinking that beer. They've had such weird quality issues. Right. And when we get the mega brewers on the, you know, the summits of the world and the surleys of the world that have these big, oh, by the way, we have 10 uh, microbiologists on staff making sure our beer is perfect. It's like, oh, how do you how do you do that? How do you make beer and and try to produce as much as some of these guys do and not have a team of microbiologists Mm -hmm. making sure that it's got the right yeast strain in it? You know, you mentioned that people that are listening to us in the vast and ever expanding uh, beer show audience. Uh, I shared this last hour, but I wanted to share this with you because I knew you would love it. So um, Mackie and Judd, the 9 to 1 show mm-hmm. on this radio station, Phil in particular, has been doing a fantastic job of trolling the dude bro uh Philadelphia Eagle football fans. Okay. You know, the kind of guys we'd see on Jersey Shore. Sure, sure. You know, that kind of guy. Okay. And and it's and it wasn't started by Phil. They came after our station and that show first. And Phil just said, Well, I'll have fun with sure, this. Sure, why guys. not? He's great at trolling. He tro- trolls Roycey. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. He even got blocked by Pat <laughs> on Twitter. And they work together. Yeah. <laughs> so it's but it's funny because 
I, I will watch this unfold, and these guys are egging it on mm-hmm. big time. And there is no more obnoxious fan base than the city of Philadelphia and their fans across the board. You don't think Raiders could uh, catch that? I'm just saying the Philadelphia sports market as okay. a whole. Okay. It, oh, it's because just, it's, it's annoying. It's, it's, it's massive. Sure. And they, you know, for the most part, they haven't really had a ton of championship success. Okay. Um, I'll believe you. Anyway, we got an email. Oh, no. From a guy named Paul who simply said, we're coming for you. Hashtag Philly. And he sent it to the beer show email page. That's the best. And I thought, I responded to him and I said, coming for what? We don't have that much beer to share. <laughs> like, what are you coming for? I don't I don't understand, Paul. I have some friends going out to that game and they were told by people from Philly, don't wear your Vikings jersey. Don't get super uh, screamy. If you're ahead, be ahead. Keep don't, qui- keep don't, quiet. Yeah, don't do the skull chant in someone's face. And I was like, oh, that sucks, right? I mean, that sucks that you can't. You know, we had a great game here. Granted, we won, but everyone was cool, and I'm sure some Vikings fans got a little annoying, but I, I don't think we misrepresented the kindness of our city in that game. I, uh, I also have two friends that are leaving. They're leaving tonight Okay, to go to Philadelphia. I think Early. they have a layover, and they're not going to get to Philly, I think, till till tomorrow at some okay. point. I told them, number one, you're both out of your minds uh, to go to this game. Really? Because I know them. You, you know those Two friends I know of these yours. two guys. Okay, yeah, it. and I, I said, they won't be calm. And I said, and they're older now. Okay. I mean, this is the same. These are this couple of couple friends that you know we would go to the games together. So I I sure. I think that they'll now be they're both fathers now, and they'll be maybe mature enough to handle what's at stake here. Okay. But I said the same thing. I said, don't be decked out with your Helga horns and your mm. face paint and all that crap. Well, what are they going to do? And then? I said, also, don't taunt these people because you'll end up in the hospital. Sure, they don't mess around. Yeah, you know what sucks. Getting punched? Have you, you ever? <laughs> right? When you're not really well, expecting it, getting punched sucks. Yeah, I, I, I could. I, it I, hurts. I will, I will FYI. On that. Yeah. Um, but again, I just because. So what do you think these guys will do? Are uh, they going to do it? Here's what. Here's what my prediction is, and I. I still. I'm in the minority here. Mm-hmm. I. I still have that being in Giant Stadium in January of 2001 feeling sure. for the NFC Championship game. Yeah, yeah. I was there. I was in the very last row, and oh. I thought I'm getting that feeling because going into that game. The Vikings were so overconfident, and I know the Giants ultimately were probably the better team that day, mm-hmm. and the Vikings in this case are probably the better team than the Eagles, but I still have that feeling in the pit of my stomach that I think the Vikings might find a way to lose this game. Really? So you don't think this... Mike, it's def- been 40 years of my life. They have never given me a reason to believe I know. they'll Trust be in the me, Super Bowl. I, I get it, but you don't think there's some weird divine intervention? I mean, no Possibly. game ends... And I, do I think God cares who wins the football game? I personally don't. No, right? no. But... Something, God's watching golf. Something was meant to be because you do not win with 10 seconds left and a 61-yard pass. It Agreed. just doesn't happen. Agreed. Agreed. Did you I watch, ha- were you watching it? The game? I shut it off because I was pissed. And I said, I can't. Do, I'm eating. Uh, it was my birthday weekend. So I'm eating my birthday meal with my girlfriend, Nicole, and we're sitting there relaxing. I said, I'm not watching this anymore. And I shut it off. You're kidding so, me. No. So what I did is I hopped on Twitter. Hey, don't give me crap. You left the freaking Super Bowl. When it at halftime last year, so you can't even give me crap for shutting it off two minutes early. True, but this is your team. I know, but it was in stressful. A playoff game. It was stressful, and it was and we had lost. Okay. I knew what we were going to do. Would we you, were going to lose. Would you have left if you were in the stadium? Would you have no, left after the no, kick? The field goal? No, probably not. No, maybe, maybe if I would have made it to the fourth quarter, 
If I would have made it to the fourth quarter, I probably would have stayed. All right. But most likely, I would have made it to the third market. party and unbiased observer, Manny Hill. Uh, I hope I'm not taking you away from anything, um, but I need, you, I need you to. Well, no, he's probably texting someone that says, I can't believe these two idiots are actually talking about this on the air. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm <laughs> texting <laughs> Ricey right now. So no, what's yeah. worse? Honest to God, and I, you know me. I don't care if you, if you rip me. What would be worse? Or what's worse in your opinion? Me leaving the Super Bowl last year at halftime or Michael checking out of the game, missing the greatest play in the history of the Vikings organization. Come on, Reavers. You already know what the answer to this is. Damn it, he's it's, totally, it's totally you walking out of Absolutely. Energy Stadium to because you had no rooting inf- in- interest in this game mm-hmm. whatsoever. Right. And it was 28-3, to three, or or you left, at, you left at halftime, didn't you? It was 20. It was 21 to 3 21 at half. 21 to 3 at half. Yeah. 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 And well, and you left. I did. The Super Bowl. I did. I did. The Super Bowl. This is not Fred watching the game on TV. And I could and I was still on Twitter. Like I was still paying it following the game. I just couldn't take the heartbreak. Right? I just couldn't take a loss. But the, when he kicked the field goal, that was the heartbreak. I, that's why I couldn't take it. You just it didn't want the finality. The I, finality I did. Yeah, I was done. I was like, okay, I'm done. And then then, you know, when you follow tw- the game on Twitter. All you get is these one word when things get exciting. They're like amazing. You're like, well, what was OMG. amazing? Yeah. yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't tell you what's <laughs> going on anymore. So you get. So I. I don't know. Were you live tweeting that? I think I must have been following you. Yeah. No, you, I was not live oh, tweeting. You it. Okay. I, I shut my <laughs> phone. Off took your phone off. Maybe it was, was Manny. I don't know. I maybe, was maybe. celebrating. Re- Reavers. Reavers was celebrating when it was seventeen to nothing, and then he had people mad at him, tweeting at oh. him. When when the Saints came back and really? took the lead. In fact, here I'll I'll I don't think I'm. <laughs> were, were people getting that annoyed with you? Well, when it when it became seventeen to nothing, um, I I got a little bit like, oh my cocky. god, it's not not even cocky. It 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 wasn't that. It just because it we all had that feeling of it felt different. It just it just like the Saints were the the, the toughest challenge. Sure, and we were walking all over. Them. And it, it was it was no contest in the first half. And I thought, oh my god, like I was starting to get that. And go, leading up to that week, Manny can attest. I said, I go, I think the Vikings win this game handily. So when do you think that changed? When do you, do you think okay. it was when Forbath kicked, missed the field goal? Like the vibe changed. This and, was in the third quarter okay. when the Vikings still had the seventeen to nothing lead, and mm-hmm. I simply tweeted out, "Oh, this is it. This is the year we've been told about. This is the year we keep being told. Wait till next year." This is the year. This is the time. Sure. And then I did the hat because I was, I was ready to celebrate. Okay. You were, in, you were at home. I was in, planted. I was sure. in my living room and I was in prime <laughs> form. Okay. I did the hashtag bring it home. I was excited, like, oh sure. my god, this is it. And then literally, right, at, and then I'll even share with you some of the comments because people got mad. Oh, you were jinxing it, it. It literally started to turn as okay. soon as I, oh, I had no. said. And so I said, I hate you. And I said, it's like Reaver, shut up. What are you doing? Here we go. Oh no. Since this tweet, Forbath misses field goal. Quigley punts into the end zone for the first time all year. Keaton throws an interception. This is all your fault. <laughs> Quigley's punt is blocked. Yeah, and that was and that was set before the, the oh, punt was blocked. You're kidding me? And I just went and I and I I saw I was like oh my god I got to delete this. But I thought no no you no, let it I'm gonna, gonna leave gonna this out there. And I'm gonna see what happens and then I'll retweet it if they end up losing saying oh my god I'm t- sorry. Yeah I'm sorry I, I ruined it for everybody in Minnesota. But look at this look at how many comments are on this thing. Oh no it was yeah, I was catching people some were, yeah you love that though that's what you'd love Twitter I, but I. I did actually feel bad. Like, oh my God, what if I'm the jinx? What if you're the jinx? See, right. when I shut the game off, we came back to win. So I think I might have been the jinx watching See? it. See? Right? You you did Minnesota so, a great so I, service. You're welcome, Minnesota. Yeah. 
He's Mike Fredelotti with Fredelotti's Ace Arbor and Garden Stores. That's Manny Hill. I am Chris Reavers. We're going to step aside for a quick second and come back with our weekly beer run, folks. This is The Beer Show. How to like beer. You're tuned in to The Beer Show. Taste your beer, letting it wash over each section of your tongue. On 1500 ESPN. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. The only thing possibly more important than what beer you're drinking is where to get it from. It's B-double-E-double-R-U-N. Let's make a beer run with the guys from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. As 1500 ESPN's Beer Show now continues. That's right. It's time for the weekly beer run right here on the Beer Show on 1500 ESPN. Reavers, Fratelloni, and our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Folks, the best bottle shops in the Twin Cities. And they are located in South Minneapolis at the corner of 42nd and Hiawatha. And in White Bear Lake at Highway 61 and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake. And we have Jim representing Elevated this evening. How are you, Jim? Great. I told you I'd be back. You did. I thought that was a threat, but I think that might no, have been. No, okay. and he wanted he to kind of turned to you and said, it's I'll a problem. Be back. He like wanted Reverse. to sit with me in my yeah, chair, and I thought, no, Jim, we can't do that. That's yeah, weird. Your chair couldn't hold me. <laughs> I, tried. I tried. So uh, you are here, and you're here for a very special reason because the featured guest this week is a personal favorite of yours. Yeah, Drecker, these guys kill it. They're definitely ones that are are at my bar all the time down my basement. Nice. And uh, so I wanted to be with these guys. Uh, you know, I've had a great relationship with them, and they make beer that's just out of this world. So. Had to be here, and I was uh, I was given gifted a a care package with Drecker and a, and a couple of selections, and I will concur, Mike. I, I mean, you've had a chance I'm, I'm to drinking it right now. Sample it. These guys make incredible beer. They do. You know, Jim, you had said something in the green room, and this is not to throw anyone else in the bus, but Uh-oh. under the bus. But you I'm said something. You said something kind of like, um, you know, a lot of times on the beer show we have like the biggest names, but not always the beer that. The people at Elevated love to drink the most. Well, oh, we love to drink all the beer. Okay. Uh, you know, before uh, we get in trouble. However, you know, there's definitely the ones that I get phone calls for all the time. Hey, what's Drucker bringing in? Okay. Hey, who are, you know, do you have just, do you have that? I mean, they're mm-hmm. only at, how many stores are you guys at now? Maybe Probably about 12 or 12 store, 13 you know. in Minneapolis. And, you know, and I mean, at first there was maybe three or four. We get beer on a Thursday from these guys. And it's sold out by the end of the weekend. So let's introduce uh, our guests. Mark yeah. and Darren with the Drecker Brewing Company are here in studio. Welcome, fellas. Hello. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's great to be here. So uh, tell me your roles. Mark, you first. Darren, you second. What's your role with the Decker Brewing Company? Um, So my job at Drecker is kind of, um, I'd say, more like the strategic planning, uh, coming up with recipe ideas, trying to steer the, or I'd orchestrate the organized chaos that we run at the brewery. Um, where we're dropping a new beer style every three weeks and trying to organize that process uh, and bring everyone together. A new beer style every three weeks? That's what our what wow. we're averaging over this year. We I think we've put about 40 different beers in cans this year. Holy crap. That's kind of yeah, unusual. We get something new every time. I don't even know what's coming. All of a sudden, I'll be like, I'll see on, you know, you guys kind of release stuff up in uh, Fargo on Thursdays. Then the next Thursday is when we get it. And I don't even know the stuff's coming. And it's phenomenal. But, yeah, I mean, it seems it's like you got a new beer like every two weeks for us about. So, so we didn't really talk about that. You're not directly from the Twin Cities here. Where are you from? Oh, so we're from Fargo, North Dakota, Okay. Um, which Minneapolis is kind of a fun market for us. Um, I actually got into brewing when I was living down here. I was in grad school, and I was doing a lot of my work in biochemistry and microbiology, mm-hmm. which is kind of some fun, he- like heavy classroom stuff, but beer is like the exciting lab experiment, kind of real world application. Look at that. that yeast go. Yep. And yeah. then work, I mean, <laughs> it's all about making sugar, that biochem side, and then managing the yeast. And so when I was living down here, um, that's when I got into 
really into brewing beer and the science behind it and kind of that mad chemistry. And it was probably 10 years ago, um, Darren and I made an agreement that we were kind of looking at getting done with grad school, looking at some real jobs. Mm -hmm. Our dream was to get back home to Fargo. um, And we wanted to bring a project like this, bring some passion to our hometown and really bring that craft beer scene that was just starting here, bring it back to our hometown. And the pact we made back then was that if, uh, if I keep making the beer, he'll sell it and we might be able to find ourselves some fun jobs. Cool. And 10 years later, I'm the one selling the beer and Darren's the one making it, but we still think it's the same handshake agreement. Yeah. just kind of flip flopped <laughs> a little bit, but it just goes to show you never know where life's going to take you. This was, this was not the plan for any of the four of us. That, and uh, that and this was 10 years ago when you guys started? That's yeah, ten years ago when we kind of made the handshake. That okay, we were and gonna... how long has the brewery been open? How, like three well, and a half years. Three and a half. Yeah, October tenth of twenty fourteen is when we started. So, so Darren, obviously, without having to ask you again, but you're you're the the main brewer then for Drecker Brewing Company. Yep. Yeah. So Mark's kind of the uh, the captain of the Drecker ship, and then uh, um, I do most of the brewing as well as uh, one of the other owners, Mason, and then we have uh, another full time guy. So there's three of us in the brew house at all times that what, are brewing. What was your uh, brewing path? I mean, did you start with a home kit, just like kind of like everybody else, and then morph into a, a couple of different roles, or what was your path well, like? This is where I always throw Mark under the bus. So he started it and then kind of drug me along with it. And I remember sure. the very first time he brewed a, a batch of homebrew, I thought, well, this is the dumbest thing ever. Like you know, let's just go to a liquor store and buy beer. We don't See, have, that's, we don't what that's, that's my philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm employed. Yeah. But uh, you know, it just it, he kind of got me into it, and then it just snowballed when when uh, um, we started brewing in the garage, and just it never quit. It just kind of kept going and going, and then uh, pretty soon the other two guys that own the company with us they joined in, and and then the four of us were just brewing beer constantly and it just never stopped and it just turned into this, this hobby that just got out of hand is the best way to describe it <laughs> so that's a perfect lead into my next question uh, drecker brewing company is the guest here on the beer show courtesy of elevated beer wine and spirits you can find more information about a tasting this weekend that we'll talk about shortly at elevatedbws.com 40 different beers every single year are you guys out of your bleeping mind? I want to know about, you know, how does that turnover work, number one? But do you have, like, a team of elves like Santa does, and then that's just how it, everybody says just go? How does that work? Because that's really unusual. I'm, I'm very, very interested in that process. Well, so we, we stick to a pretty strict regimen of uppers, and then <laughs> it's just go, go, go. <clears throat> I saw in their van there is a case of this in their a, van. A monster drink. Yes. For a three-day yeah. trip. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, the way we manage it is it, that kind of pairs up with the amount of attention span we have. Mm. We've got core beers, like you'll see Ectogasm and Wheeze the Juice, kind of our two popular IPAs in Minneapolis. Those are always delivered every week down here. Sure. We keep those going. But every week, every other week, we're coming out with a new style because we're experimenting with a new ingredient. We want to try a new technique. We've got a new idea of some flavor combinations or some weird things that we've been working on for a while. And we want, you know, once we get an idea in our head, we want to kind of fine-tune that, get it perfect, and get it out in the world. We The reason we started this brewery was because we wanted to drink beers that we couldn't find anywhere else. I mean, that's the insanity of home brewing is mm-hmm. why wouldn't we just go buy it at a store? Well, we wanted to make beers that we couldn't buy. Make something different. Anywhere else. So we're, that's where we're always pushing the envelope on new styles. And um, it is it is a really chaotic schedule sure. in the brewery. But um, that's where um, really as a team, we just have that thing running um, like a really tight ship. Sure, it sounds smart. So I'm just going to assume that Fargo is a little bit behind what Minneapolis-St. Paul is. How far, What's it like up there? I mean, it, it, Fargo's a pretty interesting town to begin with. Is it really accepting the craft brew scene? You know, Fargo's a really neat town. Mm-hmm. And I think even just in the last five years, it's really grown, um, progressed quite a bit. But 
it's kind of this, I mean, in North Dakota, it's called the San Francisco of North Dakota. <laughs> I, mean, I, well, I don't know if that's a compliment so, or not. I, mean, I don't it's, know. It's really North, Western North Dakota and the rest of the state sees Fargo as just this weird cosmopolitan kind of urban town. Sure. Take that with a grain of salt. I mean, it's only a quarter million compared to Minneapolis, but it's a fun, vibrant community um, of people that really believe in Fargo as a, as a community. I and, will say this, uh, either people that are from there or people that go to school there, if you're there and you've lived there, you love it there. I, I, all the people that I know that I have a connection there, they love it there. So yeah. I, I completely hear that. You know, the reason we were so adamant about, you know, bringing where we, you know, we apprenticed at breweries in Colorado and we, we've lived everywhere. We were down here. The reason we had to do our brewery back in Fargo was because we love that town, and maybe 10 years ago, cool stuff wasn't happening that we didn't like, but we kind of saw the opportunity to, you know, if we wanted Fargo to be a cool place to live, then we might have to be the ones that okay, bring some of that stuff Here's a theory there. reverse. The little movie, Fargo, you know, everybody knows that movie. Which I'm sure these guys <laughs> are really thrilled everyone you're bringing hated up right that. now. <laughs> like everyone, I'm sure in Fargo, like, oh, didn't like the stereotypes, but that could have been what put Fargo on the map in a, some weird way. Well, the thing we, we always everywhere throw, we go. Yeah, the thing we always throw back is that 90% of that movie happened in Minneapolis, and it was all of your guys' accents. Sure, right. right. <laughs> we, we were just true. the town that the, the plan was hatched in. But who would have guessed that something so weird like that could really kind of put Fargo on this different trajectory? Like you said, it's becoming the San Francisco of North Dakota, right? I think the way it went, especially with that movie, was mm. it, it started out, and it was kind of a little bit of like a, a jab to Fargo. Sure. We weren't sure if we were being made fun of. Then you embraced it. But then the town embraced yeah. it. We show the movie, you know, every year on the side of a building. Sure. There's kind of a festival. We've got a big wood chipper at our event center. Hop <laughs> oh, <good>. <laughs> in there, kids. Come on. It, it turned into like we kind of turned into this, this kitschy, cool. Sure. We can laugh at ourselves. You know, you can't take anything too seriously, right. and um, that's just part of the beauty of Fargo. Yeah, fantastic. That's cool. That's marketing. Dilly dilly. You're welcome. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so Drucker Brewing Company is the guest here. I want to talk about your beers. Um, as as I mentioned in the beginning of the segment, I had the chance to uh, to try a couple of them. The Ectogasm, which I know I had, uh, which was tremendous. But I think your guys' sour is the best sour I've ever had, and I'm not kidding. I'm not a big. And I know there's there's a contingent of people that love sour beer, and I'm not one of those people. But I will try them. And if I like one, I will I will go back to it. But you guys make an incredible sour beer. Is that only because of the name? What's the name of it? Do you I, remember? I don't remember the name. Help the people eater. People eater. Oh, the people eater. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's. But I figured the Vikings thing is why you'd like it. It but. probably, but it is a good beer. It's, it's a great. Beer. It's a really great beer. I think what we're what we're most well known for is our our hazy IPAs and kind of mm-hmm. that new style of IPAs and hoppy beers where they're going, and then sour ales. And so People Eaters, one of our most popular one, that's blueberry and Thai basil. And it's this really unique combination of that rich kind of fruity berry up against a nice refreshing tartness. And then the Thai basil adds this element of depth and kind of savoriness, a little bit of pungent fennel in there that sounds weird, but if at first glance you think it's interesting, you're going to love it by the end of the glass. It's just a really cool, uh, inspired beer that's it's taken off in Minneapolis, and I think we would have we would have liked to have planned to be brewing a lot more of that right now going sure. with the current the current mm. season going on. But Well, um, you mentioned something earlier that I find very interesting. You guys kind of have this Nordic theme to a lot of things that you do, given the fact that you are in uh, in Fargo. Has that led to an increase in demand that you've seen over the last couple of weeks with the popularity of the football team in town. We haven't got a call from Ziggy yet, but no, I mean, but you'll take it. We'll take it. (laughs) They're looking for an updated logo. I mean, Arn's for sale probably, but (laughs) speaking of logos, who does your can work? Who's your designer? Cause it is 
off the charts different. Very, very cool. Yep. Um, very noted. You know, um, when you walk through the 500 plus bottles of singles that Elevated has. Oh, yeah. You um, see these. You see those, right? I mean, that's a big difference. Who does that for you? So that whole idea, that the reason we do the artwork we do is because the passion and the creativity that we put inside to that, the liquid that's inside mm-hmm. the can, we, we see that as art. That's okay. That's our artistic expression. But it's a whole package that we're presenting to somebody. So if we think it's beautiful and artistic on the inside, we want the outside to be just as just as challenging and goofy and weird and, sure. and showcase that. So we reached out to one of our best friends in Fargo, who is a, a local artist, a crazy prolific um, gig poster, kind of underground mm-hmm. guy. He's named goes by Punch Gut. Um, <laughs> he's got kind Love of a, him. this alter ego, and he is a phenomenal guy to work with. Okay. We kind of always describe it as, you know, nightmare skate deck sort of like 90s sure. skate deck thing and it's really a blast working with him because sometimes we try and tell punch gut as little as possible about what we're thinking you know we've got the name maybe an idea about where we could go but he really um really takes that idea understands some of the passion we have for the beer and then runs with it on his end so they walked in they said we have a beer and we're going to name it Ectogasm and Punch Gut said, "I got it. I'm done. done. No more needs to be said. When I hear the word ectogasm, I know what I'm going to draw. Right. Luckily, they didn't draw exactly what he knew he was going <laughs> to. Yeah, that's pretty close. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens over there. Uh, so uh, you guys, uh, every single week, we do the weekly beer run to uh, to to, uh, to taste or to, excuse me to preview an upcoming tasting." At Elevated Beer, Wine and Spirits, and we're doing one at both locations this weekend, actually this Friday, from 5 to 7 in South Minneapolis and in White Bear Lake. Drecker Brewing Company will be the featured guest. Isn't that correct, Jim? Yes, that is very correct. We've got uh, pretty good stock at both stores of uh, five, five-year five beers, I believe. Yep, sure. we got the People Eater, Wheeze the Juice, Ectogasm, uh, Phantom Hand, Milk Maiden, uh, that's five, right? Yep, I'm, I'm still learning how to count over here. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Uh, and and this is a good opportunity, folks, if you uh, are saying, oh, I want to try something new. Well, here's your opportunity to do that for free. It doesn't cost you anything to come in and sample one of these great beers. Well, yeah, and the other thing, too, is because their stuff sells so well and it's so, you know, they're so prolific, we only get a really small amount, and it's normally gone a day or two. But uh, because we kind of put this together, it's a special event. Everyone can get out and try it and hopefully buy something. I mean, because sometimes the beer nerds grab it all up before sure. everyone else can get it on a Saturday. So uh, we think that we got limits on it and everything so everyone can get out there, try the stuff, if, especially if they haven't had a hazy IPA yet. You know, Which they, I'm becoming a really big fan yeah, of. Yeah, they need to try yeah. Ectogasm. They need to try Wheeze the Juice. If they want a little lighter, try the Phantom Hand. Got the Sour. The Milk Maiden is a chocolate milk stout that's just out of this world, nice and roasty, as well as a little bit of sweetness. I mean, there's something for everybody, for sure. That's very cool. Um, you guys are also, I don't want to uh, forget to mention this before we run out of time, but uh, you guys, Drecker Brewing Company, you guys are uh, teaming up with Red Cow over in the North Loop for a cool event. Tell us about that. So we're we're tying off the weekend. We planned this a long time ago with the, the great people from Elevated that do the radio show, do some tastings, and we wanted to cap that off with another great um, bar tap event. And so um, the awesome people at Red Cow reached out to us um, about putting a couple beers on at the North Loop location uh, this weekend. So we'll have uh, Freak Parade, our double IPA. Uh, People Eater, our blueberry and Thai basil sour. Wheeze the Juice, uh, one of our hazy IPAs, and then Ectogasm, one of our other uh, hazy IPAs on tap at that location. We'll be hanging out there as well on, on Saturday night. 
Yeah, we rarely get out of the brewery, so come say hi. Yeah, <laughs> it's just too bad those guys at Red Cow suck so bad. Yeah, <laughs> no, probably no, no one will be great. there, or yeah. twelve thousand people yeah, will be there. Everybody's gonna show up, and you're gonna run out of beer in thirty-five yeah. minutes. No, I'm kidding, because because they do such a good job of obviously making great products on their own, but they do a great job of incorporating really good craft beer into all of their promotions. They do a fantastic job. They do job. a lot of promotional stuff. Yeah. You and I were talking about this. Those guys are always so busy, yet they always like, oh, let's do another event. It's like, oh my God. I'm another getting one? tired. Yeah, I'm getting tired. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> talking about it. I'm not actually doing this. Uh, if people want to reach out to you guys, find out more information about the tap room, about the beer, where they can find your beer outside of Elevated, of course. I'm assuming all of that information is on the website. Yep, DreckerBrewing.com, uh, and then probably the you know these days the easiest place to reach out or the most updated stuff is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we're a pretty small group that runs that company, but I think we're really responsive. We love hearing from people. People are always sending us tweets or messaging us on Instagram or something about new beers or what's going on or any questions. We love hearing from people. It's a fun time, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. I bet, I bet, I bet. Because it's you know even for me, just being the unbiased third party, I see. You know, kind of how these breweries just, you know, they, they pop up, they develop, they have success. And I think, my God, I just get to enjoy the ride. I'm sure. not even doing anything productive. <laughs> and how fun that would be to be part oh, of Oh, man, yeah. it's cool. So, Anytime you guys want to come by and help clean them, doors <laughs> yes. open. Yeah. Well, you're like, oh, we got to crank out six more beers by the end of the week. Let's go here. That's really cool. Congratulations to you guys and continued success. Hey, thanks for having us. You Appreciate got it. it. Thank you. All right, Jim, I want every single social media platform that you guys have on uh, for Elevated. Be- well, you said you weren't going to put me on the spot. I'm but- just kidding. Go ahead. I'm going to test you right now. All Let's right. go. We got uh, Elevated BWS uh, on Twitter. Yep. Then we got uh, Elevated BWS White Bear Lake. Adam w- Boy. WBL. WBL. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Chris knows these better than me. I You're should, all over social media. He's already screwed it up. You made it through Can one. You take it home. Yeah. But what is cool? But what is cool is you guys not only feature, you know, the the tastings you're gonna have this week, but anything new that you guys are might have in stock. Yep. You guys do a good job, and also your customer rewards program is the absolute best. We have fun with it. Our customers love it, and I'm. Um, uh, Glad you do, too. Thank you for not swearing this time. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, hold on. Oh, come on. He didn't. That's going to do it for this week's edition of the Weekly Beer Run. And as we mentioned, you can find out more information online at elevatedbws.com. It's Reavers. It's Fratelloni. We have one segment to go. Do not touch that radio dial. This is The Beer Show. I can get you smiling. You're tuned in to The Beer Show. Yeah, I can fix them. On 1500 ESPN. Final segment of the Beer Show live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios here on 1500 ESPN. Reavers, Fred Aloni, Manny Hill. Um, what were we just talking about off the air? Because it led me into something. Oh, we were talking about uh, Paul, who wrote us, oh, yeah. that said, we're coming for you. Hashtag Philly. Yeah. Um, I, I can't get that worked up anymore. I told I told this story <laughs> to Manny Hill and to Royce that I, I took the cure okay. back in 2004 at the... Viking Packer home play home game. Okay, that they lost on Christmas Eve. Sure, I left super mad because all they had to do was win that game. Okay, and I thought, why am I at the so time? I I was twenty six years mm-hmm. old, and I thought, what am I doing? Why why am I allowing the outcome of a football game to because re- we had to go to my grandma's house for Christmas? You don't pick the players. You don't own the team. You don't. I mean, okay. We're we're. If the, you're a Packer fan, you can claim that you own. Yes, yeah, so you can. You can own. A, yeah. You can give them a little bit of money, but you get Johnny nothing Hyde, back for Johnny it. Johnny Hyde claims to be an owner all the time, every <laughs> single day. Does okay. Hyde ever uh, drive out there to shovel all? I love this. I love that they get two thousand guys and pay them ten bucks an hour to come shovel the stadium. 
I'm surprised they even pay them because they could just say, it's your duty. You got to come do it. When that same thing happens in Buffalo, I have this on great authority. Okay. They do the same thing. They say 10 bucks an hour. You also get a ticket to the next, or to a game. I don't know really? if it's the next game or whatever, but they. That's kind of a good deal. They all end of a up having to turn people away. Yeah, well, that's kind of. I mean, that's a real value. But apparently, that's been a tradition that they've always done. Okay. Where if you if you are going to sacrifice, it, sure. we will give you a ticket to a game. I'm surprised Packer fans just don't go do it for fun. <gasps> Manny, I haven't shown. I haven't told Mike that yet. Speaking of the Bills, so oh, you know my story. Yes. About how I went to the Jacksonville Buffalo playoff game. Yeah. The the most epic. Wait, which which story? Because there was two of them that made me laugh. Well, I told the other one about the my uh, not even my friends guys that I was in a group with mm-hmm. that Get, mistook the, the yeah. Jacksonville okay. quarterback. Okay, but I found out last Saturday <laughs> that there was a star in attendance of the game who was two suites down from where I was watching the game. No, none other than. O.J. Simpson. You're kidding me. No, I'm not. The juice is loose. The juice was loose. Wow. At Everbank Field. I don't know, but who's 25? uh... That's LaShawn McCoy, their star Okay, so does LaShawn McCoy think, juice, take my damn jersey off? No, no. If I I were to... You think he loves the juice? If I were to glimpse inside of the brain of LaShawn McCoy, he's a fantastic running back. Not the, as to quote superstar Mike Morris... Not the sharpest knife on the tree. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay. he, he's the guy, yeah. remember, um, he had tweeted, either tweeted out or Instagrammed out or whatever you do about throwing this Christmas party when shortly after he had been acquired by the oh, Bills. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wanted all the single ladies to sign up. Oh, and they yeah. had to include, like, a profile picture. They had to be selected for I this party. That. Okay. So, so I can I, let me tell you a, a Vikings game that I was at, and I was – I was in some random suite, and I just, someone invited me, and it was really cool. And and um, listen they, to us act like we're big time. Well, no, but I no, I, I just I can't remember what it was for, but it was very nice that they let me come. And and I was looking through the glass in the suite next to us, and someone said, "Who is that?" And I said, "Um, uh, now this is gonna be rotten because I can't remember who it is." This whole story is going to go away. Um, African American actor. He had a son playing uh, football. Um, he was in the movie with Tom. Hanks, where uh, one of them had AIDS, uh, he was the lawyer. Denzel Washington. And so I, I turn. Did you did you save? Are you saving this? Nope. Okay, so listen to me. So I turn and I, I say to the people, oh, that's Denzel Washington, right? Mm-hmm. And I felt so horrible because I, I turned to everybody and said, I don't think every black dude I see is Denzel Washington. I'm so sorry about that. And sure enough, who was it? Denzel Washington. Really? Manny, I'm going to need that uh, left why? channel what, again. Why? What just happened? Just so I can just... What are you going to do? What What am I missing? Is Great it another... story. Thank you. Evan and Rich. <laughs> <laughs> it's always better if you remember who you're talking about. That would about. be key. That's that's really key so to that was my claim to fame. Story. You had O.J. Simpson. I had Denzel Washington, like the mm-hmm. premier actor of our lifetime. You had some <laughs> murderous crazy man. I was also speaking of that, so since we're down this path, yeah. I was at a Metallica concert at Target... Center, this would have been 08, 09, 2010. In in, in that, I, I forget when they were here. Sure, um, but it was in that range, and I was with a friend of mine who had access to again sweet tickets through oh, the promoter of the yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, I used to work in in music radio, so okay. yeah, you had access yeah. To that anyway, area. so I, I was I was there with with my friend, and she had she said, well, I got to run around, but you can you can hang out. These people, you, you know, they're all friends of mine. You're mm-hmm. you're gonna be fine. Okay, cool. Well, in the very next suite was Brock Lesnar. Oh, okay. and he was he was sitting there. I think he might sure. have had a glass of ice water, and he no. was just there. This was when he was still, you know, in it, big yeah. time yeah. and whatever. Not that he's not big time anymore, but you know what I mean. 
And he was there to chill. He was there to watch Metallica rock, and he wanted to be left alone. Sure. And there were two guys in my suite that wanted to we get her picture. Rock, and I yeah. thought, that is not yeah. a good idea. He, it's almost seen... like when you're next to Leopold at the Wild Yeah, game. he doesn't want to talk. Don't, don't bother him. No, he wants to sit and stare at his team lose. Yes. Yeah, he doesn't like that oh. at all. Anyway, so you have something. you ever watched like Brock's training videos? No. They have to have a man with a mop. Follow him because he sweats so hard wow. that the the rubber mat flooring gets, slippery. gets so slippery. Sure. They literally follow him and mop up. And I'm like, I have I have watched Brock Lesnar train in person. Is it crazy? He is a machine. Yes. It's unbelievable. It, it, what you wonder is how now. does somebody <laughs> beat him? I don't get it. When you put that much effort into something, and and he is a machine, right? He is mm-hmm. a physical specimen. When you do that, how does anybody have a chance to beat you? It, it's hard to believe that there's just, another man that driven. They just write a driven. script in WWE. To, no, if, but if they not, not at all. In, no, in I UFC, know. they don't. I know. I know. Right? Yeah. I mean, and he legitimately looks like he doesn't like getting punched in the face. It's like, what do you think that other guy feels like? He's getting punched by Brock Lesnar. You've brought that up twice now on this show. I, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Who does like getting punched in the face? Well, I'll, I do know one thing. When I was in sixth grade, Veronica Vega like to punch me. Yeah, Veronica, I'll never forget that. Punch me right in the face. Wow. I know. Tell me more. She turned out beautiful. She's really a beautiful girl, so. At least you haven't let her linger. <laughs> yeah. No, That's I good. mean, I know. I just, she's a swell girl. Sixth grade. Good. That was the one time I you think had a I crush got punched. on her, didn't you? Dang right I did. Yeah, a boy. Yeah. You're so no, I think she gave me the old chops to. You're no dummy. Nope. <laughs> um, uh, this I, is, we've really spun this show. Yeah, we kind of have. Yeah. We, we, we touched on a little bit of football. We obviously talked. I. You know what? Hmm. I wanted to mention this while these guys weren't there. The, the guys from Drecker Brewing Company. Yeah. Here's what I, I love guys like cool that. Cool guys. And yeah. I want to tell you why. Not only, I mean, obviously they make good beer, but that that can't be just enough anymore because, like, we keep talking about the, the, the market is so competitive now. But I like guys like that that get it, that have vision, that have, you know, they, they know that you see it. You got to splash. You can, you mm-hmm. can just tell. That those are guys that really know what they're doing. Great marketers. And then you hate yourself a little bit more. I know, because like they did it so well. And we don't have anything. But no, but I, I really do like guys like that. <laughs> you have I a think. radio show. You're on the radio like 50 hours a week. Okay, well, anyway. That's something. But you know what I'm saying? I I, yes. I think guys like that are really cool to sit and listen to. They were really to. good. You know what I thought was genuine is they came down here, the big city, and said, we're going back. We want to go back to Fargo. That is cool. And I've only been to Fargo once. I'm like, uh know if i want to run back it's cold there but i meant what i said when i have i have a couple of friends that have attended school there and i have one friend that's from that area and they love it they love it there yeah. you know it's because it's a it's, it's a sense of pride it's also a sense of well if you don't like it here then we don't need you sure. there's a lot of that same thing i like about minneapolis right that's it gets real cold here we don't want people to move here i'm all right with it yeah but you also want it to snow every day of the week yes i do <laughs> And be a little icy, because that's what keeps out the wusses, right? Could I that's sure? the people who fly up here from Tampa and say, I want to move to Minnesota. No, you don't. This might be a loaded thing to drop on you with okay. a minute plus to go in the yes. show. Um, so we got snow earlier yeah, we this week. Yeah. I didn't shovel. Do you want to know why? Why? Because I saw the forecast. And you, you, it's going to be 40 on Wednesday. What did Royce That's how you say play to the you? game. Royce, well, he's in Fort Okay, Myers. what did, what did uh, oh, Sutra Joe say to you? me. Okay, he I was going to say, because you can't pull that off. You can't do that to people. Yeah, but she gets to park in the garage. What do I care? Yeah. Or what does she care? All right. So <laughs> Good anyway. for you. Does your uh, driveway face the sun? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, perfect. Then don't worry it's about always, it. It's already gone already. What are you <laughs> kidding me? Nicely done. If you missed any portion of the program, you can always check out the podcast and find it online at 1500ESPN.com. Also on Podcast One. My thanks to Manny Hill. My thanks to Mike Fredoloni with Fredoloni's Harvard Garden Store. You're the best. You're the best. And uh, also a quick shout out again to the guys from Drecker Brewing Company. Check out that tasting uh, Saturday, excuse me, Friday, 5 to 7 at both elevated beer, wine, and spirits locations. We will be back again next Thursday night. The Dan Lebitard Show is up next right here on the home of Sports Talk in the Twin Cities. We are 1500 ESPN. Until next Thursday night, cheers. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.